0: In today's bubble, Jill is tolerated once again, so we can talk about Showtime's short-lived series, The United States of Terra, starring Toni Collette, John Corbett, T. maiden always and forever, Brie Larson, Rosemary DeWitt, and Patton Oswalt, just to name a few of the familiar faces. This series follows a woman with dissociative identity disorder, while she tries to find answers and balance with her life, her family, and her alters. Some spoilers for The Outsider, The Witcher, and *Shit's Creek, Season 5. Stay at home, and keep streaming. Can you hear this? Constant professional I am. Just going to keep
1: running into the microphone that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, it's under your sight line of vision right now, so I mean, and I have pretty shitty vision to begin (laughs) with, so the fact that I'm able to just
0: walk. Anyways, it's a miracle every day. It really is. Um, we're back with another episode of my streaming bubble, um, with me, Jen, my podcast. Um, I kind (laughs) of noticed that I don't always introduce myself and, um, yeah, so I figured I might want to start doing that, but so yeah, it's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate, uh, and being tolerated today, once again is Jill. Jill.
1: Hello. <laughs> that is very weird. That's very weird. Hello. Try that again.
0: <laughs> Three,
1: two, one. Hi, guys. Hey.
0: <laughs> so, and we are back and to talk about United States of Tara. <laughs> the United States of Terra. So we've got our season got our, one. Season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do my best because I did end up watching like the whole series because it was like really easy to do. Um, so I'll try and not talk about. Seasons two and three, I'll do my best.
1: Yeah, I know it's hard because it's yeah, but we got our yeah,
0: we got our vodka drinks, we got our notes, and we went ahead and yeah, we decided to revisit the um, Showtime original series starring Tony Collette, John Corbett, Team Aiden forever, and a little Brie Larson. Brie
1: Larson, a little Brie Larson. Um, Pat Oswald. Pat. Patton- Short, short Patton. Also. Oh my God.
0: I kind of forgot that He's he was. He's adorable. In that. Yeah.
1: I did too. And then I saw him and I got excited. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I was reading online that um, the character Neil that he plays was written with Patton in mind. Oh, really? So I didn't know that. Um, Little well, IMDB trivia. I like to read those once in a while. He's such a small man. He is. And then, sorry, now I can't remember if it was a later season, but. In one scene, I just start, couldn't stop giggling because he's wearing, like, a gold chain. Interesting. <laughs> yes. It was, like, the choices. And it's, like, the show's not that old. It was...
1: it's 2009? Yeah. right. And
0: the, yeah. Yep. And it's... I don't know. I still think, like, that wasn't that long ago. But apparently it was long enough where men still wore chains <laughs> and it was considered okay. Um, <laughs> some of the language did not... Age well. A lot of use of the R word and weird gay jokes. I guess
1: it's hard to believe that that was eleven years ago because Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to have been eleven years ago. Mm -mm. But yeah, like a lot people are woke and understand that you know it's not necessarily okay to write about I don't know gay stuff and make fun of it.
0: Well, I don't know. Well, and some of like I guess the jokes were kind of weird in in that okay, so the son Marshall is kind of figuring himself out. They you know likely gay, and then he officially, um, eventually comes out. So it's like with this whole kind of in the first season where everyone's pretty sure Marshall's gay, but he hasn't he hasn't come out yet. So it's like his sisters kind of razzing him and makes a lot of like those kind of gay jokes. Um, I can't think of anything specific, but. In a sense, I was like, but that's sibling. Sibling rivalry. Yeah, kind of sibling, sibling banter, shit-giving. So I'm like, whether it's aged well or not or accepted now, I mean, within the whole construct of a family and a, and a close family at that, like this family, I can't think of their last names. But I was just like, it's it wouldn't seem out of line for Kate to just kind of I, I wish I would have written something down, but <laughs> might might make this a lot more interesting, but
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um I mean the show is about a family dealing with their mother being um or having the dissociative identity disorder and um and all of her personalities that come out and how they deal with each personality when it comes out and what triggers that personality to come out. Um, so dissociative identity disorder order or DID is also, um, it used to be known as multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know why it's changed, but probably just a better description.
0: I want to say what it's because of the whole idea or concept or whatever of your, your main self or whatever dissociating from real world or the trauma or whatever. Yeah, it's a coping mechanism. So I think, yeah, I think that would be a better description than just saying multiple personality disorder. Plus in kind of, as we continue to grow as a society and kind of renaming certain things because of the stigma, you know, you might hear multiple personality disorder and for whatever reason might think, oh, someone's crazy or Mm -hmm. schizophrenic and it's Mm -hmm. not the same.
1: Right. Yeah. So for sure. That's
0: my best guess, but um but it's a fascinating it's a fascinating like diagnosis very controversial controversial even in the psychology world so i did read a couple of things where some people did
1: not care for how it was represented in the show but really did they think that it wasn't a fair representation or was it more from like this disorder doesn't even exist and this is a silly showed even right about it
0: more of a not a fair representation okay um the couple of things that i had seen and read that were um criticizing the show were people that have been diagnosed with did and just felt that yeah it wasn't hmm. that's that's not how life is and and this and that and it's just another whatever hollywood dramatization of something that they don't know anything about and that could very well be i i'm not saying here or there one way or another, sure. but I just thought it was interesting because it had won all these awards. You know, Tony Collette won um, awards for her portrayal of Tara, and I thought she does an amazing job. Especially when she transitions. Yep. The way, the um, the transitioning, and then giving each of the alters, like like really filling in those personalities, you know, all the way down to the little things of like Buck, the male alter, being the only lefty. mm mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's like when she's playing the altars, Buck, Alice, and T, that's that's who I see. I see those characters and Ooh. not and not the main character Tara. And yeah, not necessarily Tony Collette either. It's just she's she did such a great job just giving each personality their own personality.
1: <laughs> Making <laughs> them each a person. Yeah, and like real and I don't know. She did a great job. Um, and making it relevant, like what these people care about, and mm-hmm. yeah, making them a real person. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So
0: I think my favorite alter will always be Bach. <laughs> I think it'll always be Bach. Um, I did like I do like Alice too, in a way, because I felt like even though she was like that prim, proper
1: '50s household. His wife, mom type. I did not like Alice. She is so manipulative. She wants to be She wants Extremely. to be the main personality. She wants to like take over Tara. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be the main personality. And she's so manipulative, so controlling. Ugh, I just don't <laughs> like her. I think maybe that's part of the she reason why I like f- her. She lives in a fantasy world. Oh, she yeah. gives her... She gives her family so much grief, like the episode where she was pregnant. And I say that in mm-hmm. quotation marks. Yep. And putting the um John Corbett's character, the husband, putting him through like, you know, this whole thing, like, I'm pregnant when he knows that she mm-hmm. it's the altar, just pretending mm-hmm. or p- thinking that she is. And then she loses the baby, and then yeah. that whole like emotional trauma that goes with that, and I don't. She's just, I hated her. (laughs) (laughs) See, and then I can't remember what else happened in that episode where
0: Tara had to transition into Alice. And that made Alice think that, you know, for whatever reason, because you figure that anytime the altars appear, it's for some reason that something's going on that Tara herself can't handle. Um, And each altar appears for a purpose.
1: I want to say. Oh, what? Was it something to do with – they had to go talk to, like, Marshall's teacher or something, and Alice came out. Oh, yeah, because it was – something was going
0: on, yeah, Marshall's
1: school, and he wanted the dad to handle it. It's – Max finds out about the new altar, about the poncho gremlin. Oh, gimme. Gimme. (laughs) And um, when he he lets Tara know, like, hey, I – there's a new altar that's Mm. when she transitions into alice gotcha and that's when alice is all of a sudden pregnant (laughs) now she needs something else to take care of someone
0: else to take care of or something probably along those lines what about you who is your favorite
1: we know your least favorite (laughs) um i would say buck always um but I'm fascinated by who this Gimmy altar is and, like, Mm -hmm. why Gimmy came out after her – or while Tara's parents were visiting. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the first time we see Gimmy, and Gimmy is peeing on the bed where her parents are sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so her father thinks that he's, like, wetting the bed at night. Yeah, I'm just – I'm really curious about Gimmy. I wouldn't say it's my favorite character because I don't know much about Gimmy, but I'm looking forward to learning more about Gimme. Yeah. But yeah, Buck is my I'm Buck now, fuck you sideways.
0: Yep. I mean, <laughs> come on. Okay. And so that's the other thing about like this show and you the know The writing's well, really good. The writing is really good. Um but yeah, our it's introduction funny. to Buck and it is. And the, uh, that's what I really liked about this show is that it's it's so funny and lighthearted, and I think it takes like a very serious and again like controversial diagnosis and addresses it in you know probably a very
1: mainstream quote fun but kind of real way yeah it's real it's it's relatable like everyone you know you have your family and everyone has family things Mm -hmm. whether it be mental illness or drama or whatever Mm -hmm. and it it you can relate to it that way yeah um this is just this family dealing with you know did their mother Mm -hmm. having this disorder and kind of like how they make it through their life dealing with stuff dealing with the stuff and i liked how i just i liked the
0: family dynamic everyone was just kind of so chill and laid back and it's like you know i have little kids so i little ones and we don't cuss in front of them so it's just like this whole like oh my god they're just like saying the f word in front of each other and just telling each other to fuck off i'm like this is the coolest family ever <laughs> <laughs> they put the fun in dysfunctional <laughs> um but it's like you know they do, and they did, and, you know, they were still always there for each other.
1: Um, the other thing I was mm. going to say, too, about the family is uh, Tara and her sister's relationship. Mm-hmm. I found it, like, her sister doesn't... Charmaine. Charmaine yeah. does not want to accept the fact that Tara is, like, she's got this mental disorder. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't, like, any time she, that Tara... Um, transi- transitions, you know, Charmaine's always like kind of poo pooing and oh, this you're just faking. Like it just seems like she doesn't want to accept it. Um, maybe it's her defense mechanism or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just found their their relationship very interesting because Tara just put up with whatever Charmaine Charmaine said. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't argue with her. She yeah. didn't like try to even defend herself. Sometimes it's probably all that guilt. Of, Charmaine's just a bitch. Charmaine is just a bitch. Um, and Tara put just puts up with her.
0: And I, well, and I think, again, it's, I think a lot of it is on, on Tara's part, it's the guilt of not being able to control when she transitions and obviously not controlling the altar and what happens. You mm-hmm. know, she's not. Because Charmaine so does conscious.
1: have to come in and like clean up after her. Yeah. And help out with the family, help out with her kids and. You know, so yeah. yeah, I get that. But still, man, she is just not supportive. And
0: then uh, the actress who plays her is uh, Rosemary DeWitt, who is in an episode of Black Mirror, Archangel.
1: Oh, I didn't know um,
0: that. Minor spoilers, um, where she has a daughter and in, a, in an attempt to kind of control, keep her safe and plants like a um, camera in her daughter that she can log into an app and, and, and watch or whatever. I kind of remember this one. Um, I didn't really, like, that episode was just kind of upsetting, and in all of, you know, you take all of that, and you're just like, that's weird, you know, mom spying on the kid like that, not knowing. So I didn't like her as the mom in that episode either, um, because I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, was that a little bit of carryover from (laughs) hating Charmaine? But yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like Charmaine was... Very selfish, self-centered, me, 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 and she
1: does not deserve Neil.
0: No, not at all. But then Timmy was asked, had asked, you know, do you think Charmaine was or was slash is always like how she is, <laughs> or is she a product of like you know their parents and how um, they raised them, with the primary focus being on Tara and Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, like you said, kind of a coping mechanism, a defense
1: mechanism of... Tara's probably gotten most of the attention growing up, mm-hmm. and Charmaine's probably harbored some, um, what's the word I'm Resentment? looking for? Resentment? I mean, obviously, she's real bummed out about her crooked titties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was such a great episode. That was just a great scene, too. Um... <laughs>
1: I mean, no shame, just, like, full-on frontal boobies in yep. front of the whole family, including, like, poor Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, mom and dad, you know, her
0: folks are there, and then, what is it, like, the mom's just like, just cut her a check. <laughs> <laughs> So it's almost like you get that sense that that's just kind of how they dealt with Charmaine. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, just give her what she wants. Oh, she's
1: acting up again. Yeah,
0: just shut her up. Her titties are crooked. Just, (laughs) let's fix it. (laughs) Fucking bloody hell. So then she'll
1: shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just kind of being um, dismissive Mm -hmm. a little bit towards her. And I did like how... You know, because, yeah, that's
0: the same episode. Like, gimme appears and, and pees on, you know, Tara and Charmaine's dad.
1: Max catches that. He doesn't pee on the dad, does he? I thought he was peeing on the bed.
0: He was peeing. It was in the middle of the night. so
1: Oh, they gimme, were sleeping? Yeah. On and like, they,
0: that hide Oh, okay. And so Max walks in on that. And then at the end of the episode, as the, the parents are leaving, he tries to play. You know, he just, he doesn't tell anybody else in the family that what happened. But he calls out. Frank and the mom, he's just like, oh, you know, don't worry about the sheets, we'll take care of it. I know what it's like, you know, you're getting old, and just kind of put them to shame, as the young kids say, shut them down. But with Gimme peeing on the dad, because I think in the first episode, Marshall was seen waking up, with like, um, having wet the bed. You know, he's got like washing the sheets. Oh and, yeah, 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 and everything like that. And they don't come back and address that with Marshall, but it's like. Okay, assuming it was
1: Gimmy that did it, why the fuck is Gimmy peeing on Marshall? That's interesting. I didn't even put two and two together on that. Um, so Gimmy came out when the parents were there, which made me think, well, maybe it has something to do with something that happened mm-hmm. in the, in her childhood with her folks. But yeah, Gimmy could have peed in Marshall's bed.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we just kind of assume that gimme appears. Maybe
1: gimme thinks they have a urinary tract infection and try to tries to pee on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe gimme thinks it, he's a dog or something and, like, that's the way marking of territory. Marking territory. This is my Marshall. This is-, <laughs> this is my dad. This is my bed. Can't have him. <laughs>
0: it's mine now. I peed on him. <laughs> but that's a good point. Um but kind of going back quick to Buck, and again, a um, bit of a, a sign of the time. So Buck is an, an older, the alter personality is like an older, redneck-y Vietnam vet <laughs> in the body of an almost 40-year-old woman who was beating the shit out of a high school kid <laughs> with everybody around just like, oh my God, fight, fight, fight. And then the kid's just like, I can't hit you. Gregson's, that's the last name. He's like, I can't hit you, Mrs. Gregson. I'm like, she's a grown-ass woman beating the shit out of you. Like, I don't know what, like, out of a high school kid, you're like 16, 17 or whatever, pretty sure you could hit her back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in that scenario, yes. I mean, I get where the kid's coming from, like, oh, I know Miss Mrs. Gregson as a woman. Today she's dressed, like, a little bit like a man mm-hmm. I guess, or she's portraying that whatever. I don't know what to do. She's beating the shit out of me, but I'm not supposed to hit a lady. True. I'm just like confused. And this is my girlfriend's mother. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's all sorts of thoughts running. Like, if that happened in real life, (laughs) lots of thoughts, lots of feelings. I mean, I'd probably stand there for a minute with my mouth open, just like,
0: what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I'm going to watch this for a little bit, record a little bit of it.
1: Put it on YouTube. Put
0: it on YouTube and then maybe do something about it. Like walk away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tea is... Like the letter, not the drink. Fun. She's super annoying. I noticed that Tara transitions to her a lot when she's trying to um, relate with her daughter. Mm -hmm. So... yeah like they had the girls weekend and they had left and it was Tara and I can't remember exactly what ha- oh the daughter was talking to an older guy and they were like in a hot tub or something yep and Tara saw it and Tara was like mom like I don't want yeah. my daughter talking to some old sleaze ball yeah and then she came back and she was Tara or T or T yeah. I mean um so I think it's like her coping mechanism like in the very first episode we saw her transition to tea after she found her daughter's birth control pills. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just her way of relating to her daughter and maybe to her son a little bit too. See, and I took it more as, <clears throat> um,
0: in a way it was avoid, like tea comes out when there's some, to to try to avoid something that mm-hmm. Tara knows that she can't avoid. Like talking to confronting Kate about getting uh morning after pills.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, she, Tara had confronted Kate on their girls weekend about, yeah, hook it. Because, like, t- um, Kate's only, like, 15 in the first season.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and so she's confronting, you know, confronts all of that. And then Kate pushes back, like, you know, it's us. We're not going to do the manny petty, you know, mother-daughter, best friend kind of weekend. We're here and we're doing our own thing. And so that's, that was kind of my take, was that, like, yeah, Tara had to confront this issue with her daughter Mm -hmm. couldn't handle it and so yeah transitioned into t and almost forced kate then to be in that in that mom role to kind of fix things or you know what i mean to settle
1: it but yeah t's fun she's crazy i
0: do respect
1: um so job john corbett's character he's the husband and i can never remember his name max oh max i do respect um because T always comes on to him super hard. Mm-hmm. Like, she totally wants his dick. Mm-hmm. And c- can you blame a girl? Not at all. I mean, John Corbett's a, <laughs> He's
0: a hot, dick.
1: hot slab. Um, <laughs> I don't slab on me. <laughs> but I respect it, uh, his character that he doesn't he doesn't try to sleep with Tira's alters. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had that that discussion. They came to an agreement. Like, if I'm in an altered state, And I'm coming on to you, you know, don't, don't give in, don't, like, whatever. So I respect that. Um, Yeah, because T is relentless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of just, it made me a little, I kind of felt uncomfortable watching Mm -hmm. her in that, and when she was T. Like, it was just, like, there was something. Unsettling. Yeah, and T is supposed to be, like, what, like, 16, 17, a teenager. yeah. So it was just, it weirded me out. I was uncomfortable watching their interactions when she was T. Yeah. Her yeah. and her fucking whale tail, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's the other thing that kind of dated it. Yep. You know, it's just like the costuming and, which Holding. is still kind of fun to see. I like, I like all that kind of, I like costumes and yeah. scenery and settings and shows. Yeah.
0: It was, yeah. Oh my God. A lot of that stuff, too. And um, yeah, the fashion, the hair. T still T still would wear like upside like up and off to the side ponytails. Mm-hmm. So was she like a teenager stuck in the eighties? Maybe because <laughs> I mean
1: that would be around the time. Well, I yeah. think she's about forty. Yeah. in the show, right? Yeah, she's like thirty-eight. So I that think would make mentioned. sense.
0: Yeah, like that was kind of her era. Yeah, no, he's chewing the gum. Definitely dressed like an eighties teen. Yeah, for sure. So and then and then again with. With Tara as team making out with the boy Jason that uh, Marshall, had Marshall's his, friend. Um, Marshall had his eye on that they did the hell house with. And those things look absolutely fucking bonkers. And I have to admit, I'm a little curious. Like, I, I am think too. I would be absolutely infuriated by the time I got a couple scenes, you know, a couple rooms through where I'm like, you people are batshit crazy to go. This far, but amazing production level.
1: <laughs> yeah, really good production level. I don't know if I would be – I don't think I'd be angry. I think I'd be more entertained and just laughing at the ridiculousness yeah, of – Yeah, because it's like just so over the top. Over the and- top and it's hard. It's like you guys actually believe <laughs> this? And then yeah. to put – like to actually put it into production how this is what how looks like or this is when a woman gets an abortion. <laughs> oh, my God. And that whole bit – I Is didn't know so what a hell house it? was until I watched this show. Like, I had no idea. Like, people actually did that to teach Christian values. <laughs> <laughs>
0: quotes. <laughs> yeah, that was in One air quote. quotes. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I kind of remember, maybe it was around the same time that the show was originally on, but I, I kind of remember hearing little bits that some places had started doing it. So, Let me
1: guess. The South. Likely. Texas. Sure. <laughs> I mean, who's going to question that?
0: <laughs> but yeah, so when when Tara's team and she um, confronts that, that Jason kid and then ends up making out with him, oh God, and she's like, he's got like his hand on her boob, and I'm like, you are 38. And, you know, and again, it's like, so she's got DID. The neighborhood knows, you know, or knows that she's quote unquote, crazy she's the crazy mom they're the crazy family of the neighborhood or whatever and the show takes place in kansas which i was like okay so small town sure so it's like sure they all they all know her probably some idea of odd stuff goes on there but like everyone's just okay with that (laughs) 38 year old woman (laughs) making out with a 16 year old kid oh and then and again so The repercussions from that is Marshall burning down Tara's shed, Mm -hmm. or that's
1: T's shed. Which I didn't get the shed thing. Um, What's up with the shed? Like, is that her safe space? I think that was just T's space.
0: That's Um, T's space. Yeah, just where T could go and be a loud teenager, is my guess. Because at one point in one of the episodes they sent her out there, Marshall had started playing music real loud, so the neighbors wouldn't get too suspicious of whatever crazy shit was going, sounds were coming from the shed. So I I took it as like, yeah, that was her, her room, her space. But so T comes out, makes out with Jason. Marshall finds out, burns the shed down Mm -hmm. again. Everyone's okay with this. (laughs) (laughs) Like no
1: one, no arson charges, you know, like, well, that's the thing though, too. They don't really address like, there's those repercussions. There's no neighbors written into the script that you know the nosy neighbors or mm-hmm. what the the neighborhood thinks. Like that's not really written into the scripts. I mean, it's more the family
0: focus and not so much like the community and how they handle
1: right living
0: with living near a family, right? Um, but it was also so. It was after that incident too, where Kate, in an attempt to try and get Marshall to forgive Tara, because Marshall got super pissed at Tara after mm-hmm. that. As,
1: you know, any you young would. child would be. Um, and
0: and Kate kind of put it in perspective. And again, and, and I think this also might be where I, I got the idea that T comes out um, to try and help with avoidance type situations. So, because Kate puts it that T came out and basically... Because she knew, because Tara knew that Jason wasn't going to be good for Marshall in the long run. That Jason was a kid who was experimenting with his sexuality. He may be gay. He may be bi. Kate's like, he's going to end up marrying a woman. He's going to end up living that life and kind of what is expected of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and sure enough, Jason is next seen with... Um, one of the girls from school and has seemed to kind of move on from that. Mm -hmm. Marshall eventually comes around and realizes that Kate was right, that that was the whole purpose of T coming out. Then again, he's got a mom with DID, you know, and Tara can't come right out and say it. So she has T come out and do it. (laughs) And unfortunately proves that point.
1: Does it in like the worst way possible, but it gets the job done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: Let's talk a little bit more about Max. Maxie Max. Oh, okay. So he's okay. very sweet and supportive and...
1: Induces um, wet dreams. Induces <laughs> wet dreams. That's <laughs> what wet sheets and that for pee reasons. Maybe a little pee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just Anyways. Little... Whatever. <laughs> he's very patient. I yeah. mean, having a wife with a mental disorder, it's like either you stay... Or you go. Mm -hmm. And he's made the choice to stay, and he's probably, like, the ideal – just the ideal person in general that you would want by your side. Yeah,
0: definitely (laughs) looks-wise.
1: He just seems very supportive, and Mm -hmm. they all – like the family itself, just when T transitions and whatever crazy fucking shit her altar decides to do then, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of seems to roll off their back. They're like, It's yeah. just another day. Yeah. And Max is kind of I think it affects I think it is affecting him. Mm-hmm. Even like terrorist Therapists recommended that like, he see a therapist yeah. to kind of just vent. Yeah. Um well but yeah, he he's a little angel. He is. <laughs>
0: Now what did you think when he decided to kinda of go off and start digging into Tara's past without oh, her knowledge? Yeah, so yeah. he, you know, talks to the old roommate Heidi, who then was like, you know, the guy I was dating, uh, Tripp, you know, said he had an encounter with her and came back and it was just all very weird and this and that. So then we're kind of for season one thinking that something happened with Tara and Trip and that's what caused the split. But yeah, Max just went ahead and started doing that digging on his own.
1: Yeah. So in the beginning of the season, they say that she's gone off for medication Mm -hmm. and they are expecting her alters to come out. But that's the reason she went off is because through their, through her alters, they're trying to figure out why, um, why she even developed the Mm -hmm. disorder. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what trauma happened because she doesn't know herself. Mm -hmm. So I think as part of that, that's why he starts investigating more and why he starts digging in because the alters are just, you know, they're coming out with more frequency. There's more yeah. things that are triggering her, yeah. and then Gimme yeah. shows up and he's never seen Gimme before. Mm-hmm. He's never met Gimme, and I think that's probably like a big trigger for him. Like, okay, sh- you know, there's, yeah, a new- there's a new altar that we didn't even know about kind of and it kind of yeah i think it really kind of kicked a fire under his mm-hmm. feet to start digging in um without sure. her knowledge i don't know if i would necessarily agree with that mm-hmm. but because she got pretty mad because tara sh- got really mad when he went
0: <coughs> um to the therapist without tara to s- about gimme um mm-hmm. emerging and whatnot And the therapist was like, well, just wait and talk to Tara when, you know, catch Tara when she's, you know, Tara and let her know. And then, you know, something happened and he wasn't able to wait and he told the family and, um, and everything. Yeah. And then Tara finds out and then, yeah, she transitions into Alice, I think. I don't remember. I don't remember. I do remember there was a a point where it's Alice and Max talking kind of about Tara and the alters and everything. And Alice says something like, you know, and you've gone and made Gimme come out. Alluding that Gimme's always been there. Alice has never been Gimmy. That's kind of how
1: Jimmy. I took it, too, is that Gimme's always been there. Yeah. So it makes me. So, you know, with all the altars, with the,
0: you know, not necessarily with Gimme having been created, not necessarily a new altar, but a little bit I was reading is that um, people with DID can develop new altars, you know, even during, I think like therapies or whatnot, but mm-hmm. even after the initial trauma and after they split, they from there can develop uh, new altars. And I was reading something about one lady's story earlier about it today. And it just, I have so many questions and it's so, it's such a big gray area that no one has answers. Like how are new altars created? Why are new altars created? Where are the personalities from for these altars coming from? Mm-hmm. Are they like bits and pieces of that we pick up in our in our daily lives and our subconscious? Like you know, Buck thinking he's a Vietnam vet and he tells all these stories about um, being in the shit or whatever, and it's like, where did that come from? Yeah, it's like, did you is Tara just really
1: into like? <laughs> Vietnam, you know, like Vietnam movie, you know, like war movies and shit. Did she know somebody? Like, did she like? Was there a yeah? Did she know someone like, who was
0: military, military in
1: her family, or like a Mueller family Debra? friend or yeah. something? Or so. did she just watch a lot of Mash <laughs> growing up? So a, that's a top top notch show, by the way. It, it really is. That was a good show. I think it's, it's one of the first of shows that really addressed transgender. With um, Well,
0: Klinger wasn't necessarily transgender. He was just trying to get out of the army. Um. Oh, yeah. He wasn't. He just, he was trying to get the... Is that why it, he dressed a like nine? a woman? Mm-hmm. He wanted to be labeled as crazy and get discharged. Oh. But since he wouldn't shut up on how that was his plan, everyone knew that that was his plan. So they weren't going to discharge him.
1: <laughs> okay, cut this whole part out. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> um I yeah. thought he was I thought he liked to dress like a woman.
0: No, he did have quite the dress collection though. They were
1: terrible.
0: Not that they were great, but he had a lot.
1: <laughs> he did. So, every episode he had a new I know. a new it's outfit.
0: Really fancy for someone who's you know, wants to be labeled as crazy to get kicked out of the army, you think you would just wear the same fucking dress every day and just be shitting in it. (laughs) Then they might kick you out.
1: (laughs) I need another cocktail. All right. We're going to Losing my voice a little bit.
0: Okay, and we're back. And
1: we're situating. See, there's your voice. I can see it on the screen. (laughs) A lot, of, a lot of highs. A lot of screechy. <laughs> so big. <laughs> My brothers told me that I have a very screechy voice. So it's kind of fun to see it on like a voice recorder. Like, it doesn't really seem to be screechy. There's only ups and downs. It seems to be very level. Very level. Level headed, like mm-hmm. myself. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's the vodka talking.
0: So we took a little break to uh refill our drinks. Um, but we are back. And one thing that I kinda wanted to bring up quick was um when Kate was working at Barnaby's, that you know kinda, kind of like an
1: Applebee's yeah. slash hula hand yeah. slash <laughs> What's the the Australian one? Out Outback. Out um Yeah, with
0: all of her and with her creepy fucking manager guy. Glenn, I think was his name. It was something weird, but I just, so she's 15 in the first season. Her manager's at least 21. Cause so he's this able is Brie to, Larson's character. Yes. Um, so she's, yeah, 15. He's at least 21 because they try and throw that house party because mm. Marshall, a.k.a. Moosh, which I think is just an adorable little nickname for him. Mooshy, Mushi yeah. Oh, Mush. Um, tries to throw, you know, throws that house party so he can invite Jason over and whatever while he was still crushing on the other boy. And yeah, so the manager is super fucking creepy. He's 21 he into just, a 15
1: year old. He shows up at the house too. Like, he does. He does.
0: A couple of times. And she's and like, and just what walks the fuck in. are you
1: doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, he was. The actor that played him did a real good job of being a creepy, like, yeah, like a creepy kind of stalker-ish, yeah. older person that really shouldn't be digging on a 15-year-old, like super inappropriate. Yeah. Especially being in like a managerial position mm-hmm. or like a... So not only is
0: he um, creepy, pervy weirdo sneaking into her house, stealing a picture of her from when she was a kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, But then... God, I think it was Glenn. There were, yes, there were the weird sex toys.
1: <laughs> what? The, they were of his own creations? Yeah, he created them. And you know what it reminded me of is that mm. Bop It game. Remember that? <laughs> I think I actually... Bop It! Fuck It! <laughs> I think I got you one of those when like a joke gift. Do you remember The that? Bop It, not the Fuck It. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was very non-sexual. I don't know what you did with it in your free time, but we,
0: we bopped it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I know he was very odd. Very, he gave me the willies. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate. He, Inappropriate. Like a, almost like I'm not gonna say sexual predator, but he had the makings of becoming a sexual predator. Mm-hmm.
0: I think he was just such a loser <laughs> <laughs> that. The only people, the only women he could impress were younger. young, impressionable yeah, women. You that know, makes sense. Girls. You know, and it's just, it's funny because, you know, being older and looking back, I'm like, that's, that's gross and, and it's inappropriate and red flags and don't do that. 15-year-old me would have been like was oh, this, older, this older
1: guy's paying attention to me and totally he's so fascinating just because he's like different he's than older. what yeah she goes so to school way. with and he's got like a weird fucking sex toy he built himself <laughs> i don't know yeah
0: <laughs> but i thought it was pretty cool that kate then um you know once you realize that you know oh he's Way more intense that, you know, she did try and take it to corporate and try to um, file sexual harassment mm-hmm. claims and everything. And he did eventually lose his job. The
1: other thing I found interesting about that is that she never told her parents. Mm-hmm. Like, she never told her parents, like, this guy, like, he's making me super uncomfortable and now I'm going to file sex Like, it never... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it seemed a little weird to me. Like, she didn't confide in her parents about what was going on. Like, she was very independent upon herself. See, and I just, maybe she didn't want to trigger her mom, you know, which could be a very real thing.
0: Absolutely. I kind of got from um, Kate, from that character, was that even though she was young and naive, she was still very, like, confident and sure, you know, right or wrong, she knew that this is what... She kind of wanted to do in the moment. She may have regretted it months later or whatever, but she was she just she would I think she would have confided in her parents had it gotten to a point where it was like out of control or even like dangerous. But I mean, the the manager walked into the house while Marshall was there with um, Jason. They didn't seem to give a shit. They're just like, what are you doing in here? Kate's not here. Okay, well, we're going upstairs. You just leave that in the kitchen. Like, I would not have let... I, I, I'd have pushed his ass out the door the second I would have been like, Who the fuck are you and why are you in my house? But everyone was just kind of like, so doing their own thing. Marshall was doing his own thing, exploring his sexuality, mm-hmm. his crush on Jason. You know, Max and Tara are trying to get a handle on uh, her transitions and, and I think probably about that point, the gimme situation. Sure. So yeah, it's like I I I didn't find that surprising. I mean, I didn't tell my parents shit when I was fifteen. I wasn't as close with my parents as you know these characters are as a you know is open because mm-hmm. they are still so pretty open and I'm well that's why that's why I was
1: surprised she didn't because yeah. it seemed like they had like this line of communication that was that was open and but like you said it's. Something that she thought she could handle herself and take the bull by the horns and try to report him. Like, she realized what a creepy was.
0: She had, you know, she had the gall to go and actually, like, file a report to corporate. You know, can't say that a lot of 15-year-olds, or that I, as a 15-year-old... Would even know what to do. Yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I did put that in my notes. I just put, Kate's boss is creepy. (laughs) Yep. I was like, he is grade A creeper,
0: Captain Red Flag. So as we kind of start wrapping up um, our chat on season one, the big reveal at the end of the first season. So Tara decides to go and go to like a, a fancy hospital To try and get treatment, try to get some help. Um, It's costing them an arm and a leg. And at the same time, Max has to stay there and participate in the spouse group counseling, which he doesn't really do. But one, the hospital is Sacred Heart Hospital from Scrubs. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. All the way down to the cafeteria. It's a different paint (laughs) job. So that kind of felt like a home away from home. Yeah. Kind of half expecting, like, Dr. Cox or Dr. Kelson to come around the corner. Um, (laughs) But so, during Max's pursuit of trying to figure out what had happened to Tara, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tracks down the guy, Trip Johnson. Um, During their conversation, kind of wrapping up, trying to fill in those pieces for Tara, as Trip's
1: leaving, he says, Well, they. You forgot a part there. They meet with Tripp and his, I think it's his wife. Yes, his wife. And she's very awkward. And she's like, I brought
0: cookies. And I don't know if, as a wife, I'd be able to sit in that room,
1: let alone bake goddamn cookies. Oh, I would. I would want to know all the things. Yeah. And what this was all about. Yeah. I just, uh, I think that would have been,
0: and I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see wanting to know, but at the same time, like, like not saying I wouldn't have gone with my husband, but like, you know what, maybe is there two way glass room? Can I stand behind like a mirror <laughs> eating, my st- cookies. eating my cookies,
1: slowly, slowly eating my cookies, sad. what's going to happen next? <laughs>
0: um, so everything comes out and then as they're leaving, Trip says bye, but says, see a team. And then everyone kinda of perks up like
1: Well, here's the thing too, is during their conversation, Tripp says that yeah, I know T. I know T from college and um Oh I know you from college like Yeah. And you he says you wanted you wanted to have sex with me. Like there was no rape, like you came on to me. Yeah. That was his story.
0: Well and he also admitted that he too was very drunk. So at first, you're just kind of like, mm, you're going to try and use like the booze as an excuse. But I mean, by the end of it, I I really kind of got the sense that in his like he did not, whether in his mind or not, I don't think that he did anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't a predator. I don't think he forced himself on anyone. I think it was just a weird, drunken, stupid yeah. thing with one of Tara's altars. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we find out that it was um, Trip and T had been fooling around because he says See, a and see a So then she trans, so then transitions into T, um, and then T kind of gets all T, and I felt like I thought T said something alluding to that it wasn't maybe hundred percent consensual whoa, she did mention, though, that their Trip wasn't the only guy. Because as, like, Trip and the wife are leaving, T-Cut starts shouting some shit, like, Trip wasn't the only guy there. There was, like, his buddy, whoever was there, too, and she's like, and sometimes it wasn't, I wasn't involved. Oh. Kind of alluding that it was maybe just a great big orgy, and sometimes maybe the, guy, the guys got a little crazy.
1: Mm. Either way, it was a mess, but the result was that Basically, how it was left is that she started having alters even before this boarding school incident, mm-hmm. because he was at the mm-hmm. sex capade or mm-hmm. whatever happened with Trip and yep. whoever else. Um, so, yeah, that was how it ended. Yep. Like, that oh, of season one. so it's not the boarding school incident; mm-hmm. it's something else.
0: Something else. So, what in the world could it be? Now. Again, like I said, it's really easy to watch all three seasons. They're only like twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. Half hour half each half hour each. Um, quick burn. Yeah. And they're all on Hulu right now. So
1: it's just yeah, you just play I next. think they're on um are they on Netflix too or Prime? I think they might be on uh I might be misspeaking. Is that a word? Misspeaking. Is now. I thought for some reason I was watching it on um it, might, Prime. it could be
0: we watched on Hulu because it popped up it's like oh you might like this I'm like I do I did I, did. <laughs> I <laughs> Hello, watched it back in the yay. day me so well so yeah so that's that's
1: all I can I guess say about season one so we'll talk about season two and three in an upcoming mm-hmm. episode I still need to get through I started watching season two um, and I've watched the whole thing before. I just need to Either go back and watch sure. it. Yeah, for sure. It's been a while. Absolutely, it's been like ten years. Yeah,
0: and I remember it was because yeah, it only so it only lasted the three
1: seasons, which um, is a bummer. But I mean, where else could you go with it? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was really what it, it's about. A woman struggles with
0: did did,
1: and I felt that it,
0: at the time I was like, man, this is a good show. I like the family. I like the characters um that it was kind of cut short, you know, before it's time. But after going through and watching, I was like, "No, I think that was that works as a as a finale for the series." Um cuz there's still just so much unknown. Nothing's
1: you're talking about answers. The f- yeah, the season finale or the series f- series finale. Yep. Well, psh, be quiet. Well, I'm not saying anything
0: specific, but at the time when it was canceled, I was like, eh. So don't cancel it. But after having rewatched it, mm-hmm. like no, that works because it
1: I you liked how it ended.
0: Yeah. There weren't any neat, pretty, cleaned up answers. Like it life. felt like a
1: real yeah.
0: Like a real life ending. So. so yeah, we'll we'll come back another time and we'll finish up the last two seasons. But anything else you've been watching?
1: Yes, I mm-hmm. have been watching The Outsider. It's a limited series on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um it's about
0: That's the Stephen King one?
1: It's based on this, the Stephen King no- novel The Outsider. Um Ben Mendelsohn and I'm trying to think. Oh, Jason Bateman mm-hmm. is in it. He mm-hmm. actually produces it. Um
0: That's right. I forgot he's in that. He's
1: such a I He's such him. a good actor and he's just like like I want to be friends with him in totally. real life. Like I could be his friend. I think we would get along real great. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> in case you're listening, Jason Bateman, we'll be I
1: mean, your best friend. We have friend similar, you know, senses of humor. I feel like <laughs> probably like the same like shows. No, anyways, um, yeah, it's really good. It's really well done. I'm on. I need to. I um, watch the first two episodes and. It's about a boy that gets murdered, and then um, investigation like Ben Mendelssohn's character, he's the detective, but he kind of like he screws up in a big way, and Jason Bateman is the main suspect. Okay. But um, it's following really close with the book. Okay. But it hasn't gotten super Stephen King ish yeah. quite yet. Okay. Like they're still kind of building the characters and the storyline, but yeah. yeah. I, I really like it. The other show, the other documentary, Ryan and I watched um the Aaron Hernandez. How was that? Documentary, excuse me, on Netflix. I've been on the fence about watching that one. I'm not sure. They did a really good job watching. with it. Um I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about like I knew he murdered someone. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything about his background, his football career, mm-hmm. um, how he was as a person. Mm-hmm. Um they did. They do a really good job with capturing like his home life when he was younger. There's interviews with all sorts of different people. Like they, they, there's a ex football player from um, Wisconsin in it that they interview. Um, they talk about the ECT or CET. So the brain injuries that happen to football players mm-hmm. from the constant impacts to yep. their their skull. They talk about like that, which is super fascinating. Um, just a lot of, like, f- history about football and the different football programs within the country and just the mad amounts of money these football programs are making. Yeah. And it's it's really good. Hmm. It's really well done. It's kind of sad because this guy had so much. He just turned. Like, yeah. he just... Something happened. Hmm. Um, so I really... I recommend it. Okay. Everybody I've been talking to... I'm like I watch this, and you need to watch this because it's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And I just babble about it, but um, <laughs> yeah. So those are the two shows that this past two week and a half I've been watching. Right on. I've been reading a lot too, so what? reading's getting in the way in the way of my TV watching. So I really need to stop reading. Yeah, <laughs> reading just gets you into trouble. I like my detective <laughs> novels though. <laughs> Um how about you I don't read. <laughs> I mean I can. You know how to read a stop I, sign. I do.
0: <laughs> you know, short short words. One syllable, preferably.
1: Hopefully um, it's an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> emoji everything. Gifts would be great. <laughs> Gifts are the best. I try to send those to you of so writing out things,
0: I like. I could have. I think we have had entire conversations and gifts. These <laughs> very awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just finished uh, The Witcher last oh. night. Oh. So that was good. That was fun. Really enjoyed that. Um, I like the the fantasy genre. I like Henry Cavill. Oh Cavill, my god, Cavill! Whatever. Another
1: nice slab. Another
0: nice slab of meat right
1: there. <laughs> Did you just
0: I make, did. make a slurpy noise? <laughs> I did make with a t- slurpy
1: noise. Gross and creepy, and very cool. I'm <laughs> so cool. Um, <coughs> um,
0: yeah. So that was that was really good, and um,
1: I've heard of I've heard I've heard that it's really good, but it's hard to follow if you haven't read the books. Did you have that experience? So, in around episode
0: four, you find out that. The The timeline, the storyline that we've been following up until that point is not linear. Mm. So there are kind of flash, not necessarily, I guess they are flashbacks, but it's like they'll they'll show us something that happened by, the, by episode four, you're just, it all kind of starts coming together where you're just like, wait a minute, but wait a minute. And then characters that maybe died in the first episode are back. And so you kind of piece it together that way. Um, in a sense, it was a little... Distracting from that point just kind of like okay now what timeline are we in mm-hmm. you know because they'd show different characters and you think all these characters are following the same path um, but they aren't they're taking place in different at different points okay it, it does all come together eventually at the end um, so by the end it all makes sense there was just no distinction between what was past what was present um, so it made me really want to play the game Oh, there's um, a game? Yep. So like the game, a role-playing game? Um, yeah, video game. So it's based off the books. Um, and I guess within the show, they incorporated some of the things from the game. So I don't know what that means. If it was like cutscenes. I'm sure storyline, plot lines are all from the book and game. Okay. Um, there was definitely points, certain scenes where I'm like, I turn to Tim and I'm like, I bet that's a mission in the game. I can see this being a mission in the game, or I see this something that the character, you know, as you as the Witcher, has to do as well. So, that's kind of fun. The game. And yeah. I looked up, I did look up like the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. It's like a whole big series, and I'm like, I don't even know where to fucking start. Good thing they're audiobooks because you don't read. Because I don't read. I can have some. <laughs> I don't even listen that well.
1: I mean, wouldn't <laughs> you start at the beginning? Like
0: Yeah, I would just have to look up and see what
1: book, you what know, What is the, the beginning? Order.
0: Yeah, which one's the beginning? Um that it requires it, waiting, just,
1: reading Wikipedia maybe. Yeah.
0: I don't think it just is Witcher the beginning. Start here, Jen. I wish, right?
1: Like there's a big red arrow that's blinking like
0: that'd be so helpful. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, and then I kind of wanted to play the game. So I looked up the game while well, the latest, I think the latest one is like Witcher 3. And then there's like all these different like add-ons and expansion packs that we could get. And I was like, well, that's, that's a lot. That's way too much. So sure. I'll just watch the show. <laughs> and, you know, anytime Henry doesn't have a shirt on, we'll just slow it down a little <laughs> bit. Light some candles, play some Al Green, just kidding.
1: <laughs> That's funny you say that. I was so my work buddy Colleen, she sits next to me and she's like, Jill, like yo, like what's up? She's like, If you need a reason to watch The Witcher mm-hmm. and she holds up her phone and there's just a gif of um, Henry like sitting in a hot tub, yep. waist up, yep. just naked, yep. just looking all glorious and beautiful like he is. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yes. like, like my heart skipped a beat and I might've started <laughs> drooling a little bit and I just, she starts laughing and then I start laughing and then we're cackling and I'm like, all right, you got me, you know, like, <laughs> can I just look at that the whole time? I mean,
0: kind of are. I mean, he's, he's not shirtless like a a lot, but just enough.
1: To make you want more. Yeah. Yeah. To make you
0: want more. And then, you know, there's, you know, there's a, there's parts that are funny there's a character that's the comedic relief and he's just adorable is and... it Patton
1: Oswald? it is not oh. Oswald, unfortunately. I want him to be in he all the everything. shows for comic relief
0: absolutely he's my
1: jester you
0: should um did you ever watch happy mm, I don't think so oh so that's um <laughs> that was a, a sci-fi series it only ran two seasons it got canceled after the second one um, but Christopher Maloney, Stabler from SVU, uh, um, I like him. Plays like a, a retired cop, <laughs> imperfect. And then Patton Oswalt does the voice of the imaginary friend Happy. Okay, and that show is
1: fucking I feel bonkers. Like I.
0: Yes. It is like a fever dream a, on acid. It's
1: a Netflix show, right?
0: I think the first season, at least I would assume...
1: And it's like this animated yeah. character, like it's like... He's a
0: whore or a unicorn. Or a whore. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, I do it's... remember watching like a preview when it first came out on Netflix.
0: It is insane. I would say from the first season, the first two episodes... Well, I mean, there's a lot of scenes and episodes that are kind of hard to get through, but... <laughs> <laughs> Overall. Like Timmy and I watched it and we spent a lot of the episode just like, what? What the fuck? This show's crazy. Ah, <laughs> ew. I'm uncomfortable. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> so is Penn Oswald in it? He voices. He voices the character. Yeah, he voices yes. the little
0: cartoon character. Okay. So I'll
1: have to put that on my list then. Yep. Cuz I love I like um S V U. Mm-hmm. Christopher
0: Maloney, and I think we do get to see his butt in an episode or two, so that's always nice that he's not shy about showing his butt. Um,
1: so yeah, okay. Witcher,
0: I just finished, um, and I just finished part one of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because watch Ooh, that for that's a good show for friends. So yeah, I got a buddy coming over God, next week to record about that one. So
1: the girl that plays Sabrina, mm-hmm. I can't and remember, man.
0: Kierna Ship. Ch-
1: yeah, she was, a ma- she was yep. the daughter, Don mm-hmm. Draper's daughter. She's Sally. a little cutie-patootie. Yeah, Sally. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the ants too.
0: Oh, I loved the ants, And I never watched the original
1: Sabrina the Teenage Witch with I didn't either. Melissa Joan Hart. Mm-mm. But I knew... This mm-hmm. one's darker, though. Yes. They kind of... Like, it seems like it would be darker, because the it other is. one was like a Nickelodeon, and I don't mm-hmm. think they could really go there with that.
0: No, and I think from what I've read, in the in the original, yeah, kind of Nickelodeon, lighthearted version, Melissa Joan Hart version, I think I read that, like, her character was created by the witches, or by the by the ants, through magic. Mm. Whereas, um, in this dark retelling, she's, is a half-witch, she's always been, she's always known she was a half-witch, mm-hmm. um... You know, so her dad was a witch, warlock, her mom was immortal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then just raised by the aunts. Because in the original series, Sabrina didn't know she was a witch until on her 16th birthday. She got powers and this and that. So they've changed
1: a few things. Um, I was surprised about how dark this one was. Like, I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, this is not just for kids. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah dark and... Yeah. I watched the first season. It's yeah. good. I like it.
0: Overall, I enjoyed it. Overall, it kept me off my phone. And that's always a good sign mm-hmm. of a show being able to hold my attention. If I can set my phone down for the 20 to 50 minutes, however, whatever I'm watching. so Right, right, um, right. right. And then staying up on the new season of Shit's Creek.
1: Oh, I finished it. I finished. <laughs> or no, 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 not this latest season. No, yeah, but obviously, but season five. I finished season five on Wednesday, yeah. and uh, hmm. <laughs> it's just so adorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, without giving out because we're not talking about Shit's Creek here. So I don't know. Can I? Can I talk about? How much yeah. I love
0: yeah. it. Yeah. If there's spoilers, I'll put um you can the cut spoilers it. for other shows um, in the intro. So but yeah, so um so yeah, Shits Creek season five spoilers. I already talked about season five, so yeah, it's fine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I Patrick love Pat- and David. I love Patrick's like whole plan to propose to David with this picnic mm-hmm. and then he gets injured mm-hmm. and then like David comes to the rescue which It's kind of out of his character because really? David is kind of a a queen mm-hmm. and but he carries him and he fixes him with hand sanitizer and yeah. takes care of him yeah. and then like Patrick's like it wasn't supposed to happen like this and of course it's not Patrick cuz you're perfect <laughs> but um yeah. I just loved how it all played out. Mm-hmm. And then the other part that cracked me up was like how David wanted to announce it to everyone and then just everyone knew because it just
0: Shits Creek. Because it's
1: Shits Creek yeah. and it just came out in conversation. I had to pause because Lee came down to say goodnight and then he was all
0: I'm gonna miss you. <laughs>
1: um
0: <laughs> it only happens when we're down here recording. <laughs> yeah.
1: The last time I was here too, is like,
0: he started crying. And yeah, that was like, that was almost like 10 minutes I cut
1: <laughs> that whole I mean, ordeal. yeah, it's been like 10 minutes. I'm mm. just like over here. My so drink's tick empty. Talk, tick, talk, tick <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. He's such a little cutie tootie. He's, um, he loves he's you. Adorable. He's
0: sweet. He's, he, he's a good kid. Pretty sure he's crazy.
1: He's not that crazy. No, he's not that crazy. He likes to do math though for fun.
0: So he's fucking insane.
1: <laughs> I learned that tonight. That was that was cool. Oh, it's not a fun thing, but
0: I can't remember what we were talking about when he came in.
1: But that's quite all right. We're ta- we were talking about Shits Creek and how it ended and the whole proposal oh, and yes. how David just wanted to, like, announce it, but everybody frustrated. already knew and he He's was getting, getting oh frustrated. <laughs> Hurry up, David! And then Moira and... Oh, oh God. yeah. But what about... What did Hiding in a <laughs> closet. What do you think of Stevie. Oh, I loved the cabaret, like the the scenes that they showed from the play. Mm-hmm. First of all, how it started with Patrick and the dancers. Yes. I was like, "Ooh." Yep. And then Stevie and her solo. Yes. Oh, she killed it. She killed it. Like you could tell it was awkward Stevie, mhm. And she then came she through. just like burst out of her shell and she killed it. Yep. It made me so happy. And that show, watching the last season, it's like
0: I'm sitting there, happy, ugly, cry face ready. (laughs) Um, You know, happy because I love it. And I'm just like, you know, but ugly, cry face because no one cries pretty. And just waiting for any... Any little thing
1: to set me off. Like, <laughs> you know, you oh, so much. And speaking of Stevie, the other part that really um pulled at my heartstrings was so when John when it, John had to go to the emergency room because mm-hmm. they thought like something was seriously going on with his heart or whatever and it turns out to be like severe heartburn. But Stevie was like
0: so concerned
1: so concerned and she was really worried and you could tell she was trying mm-hmm. to hold back the tears mm-hmm. and it just it made me realize that Stevie looks to John Rose Johnny Rose as like a father figure yeah. and so like i just found that so endearing
0: they have a great relationship um Johnny and Stevie mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of a lot of respect um You know, Stevie looks to him for guidance with, you know, a lot of the hotel stuff. But there's that love and respect and having, you know, them having lived in the motel for last few years and get really getting to know them and being besties with David. She just she works so well with that family and she gets along like her and Moira have that nice moment backstage, that beautiful moment. Yeah. Where you're reminded that. Moira has a giant heart and she does love and she does care mm-hmm. and she though, does notice and she does notice she's, she may not be she's the best not at
1: always in her own little, world. right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> and it's, and that's what I love about like these characters are they so they're, they're so genuine to themselves. Like there's, there's the character growth and it well, there's, depth, real. there's depth, there's of depth of character
1: too and it makes you like, like you feel certain things for yeah. characters you feel, so, like you feel like like you feel like I feel like these are people like are part of my family. Mm-hmm. Like I totally relate to them. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um I like to see how they've grown throughout the seasons. Yes. Like the scene where after um Patrick and David got engaged and Stevie like she was late to I think it was like the final rehearsal or it was right before the re- like they were warming up their voices or something before the show but she had to go, mm-hmm. and she came back with um, the present for David, and it was mm-hmm. towels, towels, because...
0: And then she's like, you'll never have to ask me for towels You'll never...
1: And then he was like, I really like the color, like, the color palette you chose, and it was just, like, <laughs> black and white, and it was just so adorable. That was, um,
0: yeah, I think when I first watched that episode, I got tweeted, like, I never thought I'd get emotional over towels. <laughs> And here I am crying about fucking towels. I'm just like, I'm like, that was so beautiful and thoughtful and really useful. It's a very
1: practical Very practical, but there's a lot of thought behind it.
0: There was a lot of thought, a lot of love, and like history.
1: Monograms. I mean, Monograms. come on. Yeah. Um, What's more classy than monogrammed towels? Nothing. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Monogrammed I... underwear.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I was just thinking like where are you I don't know why I was like where are they monogrammed why we don't need it's fine it's part of the chat. details details <laughs> um. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> but um
1: yeah it's great <laughs> oh. oh um
0: Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara are, are on the latest episode of Conan's podcast, Conan Needs a Friend.
1: Ooh, I'll have to listen to that.
0: You, yeah, we listened to it um, today during my parent training, and <laughs> we'll just leave that out in the open. We won't clarify anything until later <laughs> day. I'm being trained
1: to be a parent to my kids. and You went to school and saw how the school functioning of school works. Education. Like where, they,
0: like where they go
1: to the, like where the school building is at. <laughs> You're learning how like the the south. U.S. education system works in the small town of Evansville. It's con- Anyways.
0: It's confusing. There's like stop signs. There's one school.
1: There.
0: There's, no, there's more than one. Lee, Lee goes to one, Ross goes... They have... Their schools are all... It's weird. They're in separate schools? Yeah. Oh. They, the way they've got their elementary is all divided. It's like K through third, and then fourth through sixth, mm. and then seventh and eighth, and then high school. It's a lot of schools. Yeah, that is weird. Well, I
1: keep track of... No wonder you need parenting classes. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> but yeah, so we listened to it um, on the way into town and, and back, and it was... Into hilarious. town? Janesville.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's into town. <laughs> into redneck madison you are funny oh. gotta go into town we're driving into town I hope 14's not too bad <laughs> hope somebody can check on the house while we're gone
0: <laughs> hope i can pass any of the slow asses
1: oh 14's the worst man it is uh, i just want to blow up that road sometimes yep all the time but but yeah, so it's really funny. You should totally listen
0: to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, it's yeah, everything. Shit's Creek, loving it, living it.
1: Enough said. Enough said.
0: Um, so yeah, we'll do US of Terra seasons two and three. Okay, I don't know what else because I'll have to probably. Con- I'm not sure what else. I'm what I'm. What new thing I'm gonna start? Maybe The Outsider because um, Tessa texted and she wants to talk about that show probably start that one. I mean, fuck, Succession's still on my list. Barry's still on my list. Mm. Like, all, like, basically all the HBO shows are still on my list. And I'm uh, sure you
1: have a lot of other shows, too. Um, I'll start thinking about what... Give you some op, some options for, like, our next show to talk about. But Sure, sure. Yeah, I know you've got other tolerables that... Wanna sit in the hot seat. Sit in the hot seat, be hot, tolerated. Hot part in seat.
0: <laughs> it is kinda of, cause it's right next to this heater too, so it's like it,
1: really it's hot. literally a hot, it's, hot seat. She's
0: sweating in it.
1: <laughs> Not really. I'm gonna have to Febreze Maybe. it like a lot. <laughs> Just wet it down with Febreze.
0: <laughs> Unleash a whole aerosol can. Sorry, ozone. Chill hot sweated in it. <laughs> Here.
1: I am not sweating at all. She's not.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't see that.
1: I have, have a matter. sweater I on see. and like two pairs of socks. I'm so cold. <laughs> You're still chilly? I mean, I'm comfortable now. It's the vodka. I feel moist. You, <laughs> you feel yes, I know. You're like practically in a bikini. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, this is just my evening wear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my evening wear. <laughs> You look fabulous. Thank you.
0: Well, the <laughs> is taken over. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of My Streaming Bubble. Me, Jen, and my tolerated friend, Jill. <laughs> pointing at her like, you go now. I thought
1: you were going to say
0: my name. <laughs> it's like, I'll give her a chance to speak. This was not rehearsed, surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Keep streaming. Bye. Bye. This episode was recorded pre-quarantine life.